Hey, Nadpoles. Caldwell here to talk to you about Hero Forge, the best place to get fully customizable tabletop miniatures with dozens of fantasy species and thousands of parts to choose from. I actually just built a version of my Underdark Gnome Illusion Wizard, Kraslo, for use in a home game my friend has been running, and it was incredibly fun getting to scroll through all the options and details to bring this mage-handed menace to life. Their easy-to-use design tools let you build your perfect miniature online using a fully 3D, in-depth character creator right in your browser. Oh, and before you ask, yes, Hero Forge has goggles, and yes, Kraslo is wearing them. So if you've been thinking about splurging on a miniature for your D&D campaign, wait no longer, because May 2nd to May 9th, Hero Forge is having a spring sale. You can get 10% off all physical miniatures and free shipping, including international shipping on all orders. The figures are tiny, but the savings are huge. To take advantage of this great offer, visit HeroForge.com to start designing your custom miniature today and check back often because new content is added every week. Ooh, good to know. Kraslo just got a hat of vermin in the campaign, and I really want to find an annoying top hat for him to wear to represent that. In the meantime, that's it for me. Thanks for listening, and happy forging. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hello, orcs and gentle dwarves. It's Murph, your dungeon master for this D&D Play podcast. I've got some solid players lined up, Emily Axford, Jake Hurwitz, and Caldwell Tanner. You'll be hearing from those guys in just a few minutes, and you can hear our first full episode this coming Thursday. If you've never played D&D before, don't worry, because neither has Jake, and he's one of the hosts. So, you know, it's just collective storytelling with some dice rolling. You'll pick it up fast. For this mini-sode, that's what I'm calling it, a mini-sode, uh, I wanted to give you a little preview and talk about our game. So this campaign takes place in a world that has already been saved. The idea is that three legendary heroes have already gone through, defeated the big bad evil guy, and righted wrongs along the way. Jake, Emily, and Caldwell will start their campaign in this morally gray post-war world and have to deal with all of the problems caused by the legendary heroes on their adventure. So I'll get more into the backstory about the world in our first episode. Right now, I'm going to play for you a little intro that introduces the party. Then I'm going to join Caldwell, Emily, and Jake as they talk about about their characters. So let's cue the temporary intro. Welcome to the campaign after the campaign. This is not another D&D podcast. Let's meet our party. Hard one Surefoot, the bastard of the mountain, a human fighter raised by dwarves, thick of calf and quad, six foot six of muscle and beard, the great axe of Iron Deep, pride of the dwarfinage, having dug further into Iron Deep than any man or dwarf before him, Hard One believes his next great adventure lies above ground and is set off to see the world. Beverly Togold, pure-hearted halfling youth from the city of Galateron, a five-leaf green teen novice paladin in pursuit of the ultimate merit patches. Beverly has never disobeyed his mom and is an extremely good boy. Moonshine Sabin, Crick Elf Druid, lover of fungus and ambassador of decay. Her people were ostracized by the high elves to the dank shores of the crick, but now something's amiss at the old crick. Accompanied by her loyal possum, Pawpaw Gump, freckled, ferocious, and dangerously fertile. 
Do you guys want to talk a little bit more about your characters? Emily, you want to talk a little bit more about uh, Moonshine before we get started? Um, Moonshine Sybin is my favorite last Yeah, Moonshine Sybin. Moonshine Sybin, you know, she's kind of a backwoods elf. Uh, if she met a high elf, they'd probably turn their nose down at her, but Moonshine wouldn't really give a fuck. There's some unnatural happenings down at the Crick, so the Crick elves are looking for a new place to stay. Yeah, so, I, heard, I heard some of them animals done dying. Some of them animals done dying. The Crick elves are starting to get worried. They're fixing to make a move. Crick's drying up. Crick's drying up. Something's <laughs> happened down, down at the Crick. <laughs> Something's amiss at the Crick. Oh, <laughs> <Ma>, come quick. <laughs> Meemaw, come quick. Something's amiss at the Crick. Yes, What's it- the matter, Papa? <laughs> Is Meemaw, it the Crick? Papa ain't acting right. <laughs> <laughs> Papa, of course, is the possum. Yeah, Papa is. How the... likely is it that Papa is just a stuffed possum? It's just a stuffed possum. <laughs> He's always getting in the trash. He so. is always getting in the trash. Um, but uh, so now she's she's wandering. Uh, she's wandering the world of Bohemia. She's got. I mean, she's got a little side project, which is uh, collecting a spore library. Which is basically anytime she sees uh, a mushroom, she collects some spores from it so that she'll always be able to make more of it. Mm. Um, but she's got she's got a, a an overall bib pocket full of um, of mushrooms that are native to the crick, so that she can you know. She can try to plant them in other climates and see what sort of environment they take a shine into, because maybe the uh, the Crick Elves can move there. So, like, anytime we, we kill someone during the campaign, you're just going to plant a mushroom on their corpse? Is that kind of your calling card? Yeah. Okay. That's oh, cool. yeah. I love it. Yeah, I'm just going to sprinkle a couple spores, and then when they see the dead body and they're like, there's mushrooms growing out. Moonshot's been here. That's awesome. <laughs> Caldwell, you want to talk Sibin. about Beverly a bit? <laughs> yeah, uh, Beverly is a um, 14, 15 year old uh, halfling from the city of uh, Galateron. Uh, kind of a, a privileged and pampered youth. He comes from a long line of, of Beverly's. Uh, he's actually the fifth Beverly in his line. Mm. Uh, and as I mentioned, he's a city halfling, uh, which is a specific kind of subset of halfling that, um, unlike most halflings, shaves their feet and uh, paints them a color. <laughs> they paint their toes and the tops of their feet. Yeah. Uh, since like they live in an urban environment, they have no need to uh, keep that hairy, uh, kind of like rough... Uh, you know, look about them. Right. I, I do want to warn you that Moonshine's feet are dirty and callous. Yeah, uh, and that's going to take some getting used to for for young Beverly. Yeah, did you uh, pack a like... laser to shave your feet even on your journey? Absolutely. <laughs> and keep them prim or do you wax? Have the togolds or threading? To, do you get threading? Uh, for their, cool. for their foot very, hair to city grow slower than a normal halfling, or does it grow in pretty much every day? I think it, it still grows in. You know, it's just like it's got like know, a five o'clock foot shadow. Yeah, like, and situation. I think that Beverly is very excited that his foot hair is just started growing in he's like just been shaving for like a year i think maybe oh, uh, like so this is kind of, of like a point of pride for him for sure and like his dad so like maybe to, he doesn't so maybe he only get... has like little peach fuzz feet yeah <laughs> he's got oh, little peach cute. fuzz feet but yeah. he's like making a big deal he's always uh-huh. like oh before we go i, I mean i really gotta shave i my really feet. gotta shave it's it just, looks it's like getting... you already have and yeah <laughs> he's also like a boy scout yes he's part of the green teens he's part of the green teens which is a, a junior paladin organization um he's a a five leaf uh there's it's a six leaf system the green teens are on and when you reach six leaves <laughs> you become uh, a full-fledged junior green knight 
Uh, and all of the Beverly's in his family have been Green Knights, and that's kind of the path that he's on. Uh, he's not sure if he actually wants to become a Green Knight, but um, being a six-leaf green teen is very good for your academy uh, application. Wow. Flash so, forward mm-hmm. 15 years from now when Caldwell <laughs> has three boys and has started the green teens for real. <laughs> someone someone on our- uh, on he's the, shaving all of their feet. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> our other podcast, the 8 Book Club, uh, somebody on that subreddit- Suggested the name instead of Green Teens, Boy Pals for Boy, <laughs> oh, Paladins. Boy Paladins. I really like Green Teens, so I think what it'll be, it'll be sort of Boy Pals is sort of the Cub Scout to the Green Teens Boy Scout. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. that'd be funny if everyone's like, "Oh, you're you're a Boy Pal." No, he was already a Boy Pal. No, yeah. 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 I graduated, I've, I've graduated boy from Boy Pal. I got. Oh, isn't that cute? It's a Boy Pal. I got all my <laughs> patches from Boy Pal, and that's what sends him into a barbarian race. Don't you, on a Boy Pal. <laughs> Just look at these look at these beads that I have here. Each one represents a year as a Boy Pal. <laughs> So I'm kind of uh, trying to get the last required merit patches uh, necessary to become uh, a six leaf uh, green your, teen. Your junior uh, junior green knight. Yes, but those are those are very rare patches. Wow. Uh, so that's kind of like why I'm. Uh, going on this journey is to try and, and claim those last patches. And, yeah, and, and you guys you are all level. You have the patches. You just haven't. Sewed them on, right? <laughs> just like imagine. You, you carry around all. Oh, the I have patches. a lot of patches. Okay. Just imagine if that was the last year of being like a boy, of, of going from Cub Scout to Eagle Scout. If it was like cool, now in your sixteenth year, you leave and live in the woods for a year, and that's how you become an I Eagle wish, Scout. Yeah. When you're seventeen, if you're not dead, <laughs> yeah, your parents we'll give strip you-, you nude and give you a knife. <laughs> that's how I got my Eagle Scout badge. So you're, the badge you're looking for is probably since you're you are a level two paladin right. at level three. If you take uh, the oath of ancients and become a green knight, right. you can speak to animals. So that's probably the patch you're looking for. Yeah, like animal speak to animal animal patch. relations. Animal relations. I hope that I hope that Papa. I hope that Papa. Like when you speak to Papa, my my possum, he has like a really eloquent voice. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> He oh, is I, so I can, wise. I can already tell you, Papa is a dumb hick. <laughs> He's so stupid. Oh, and tell crazy. me the wise things the Papa <laughs> says. Moonshine. You're gonna, you're gonna um, see how sick. He Papa was very is. eloquent. I, I think that he's, I'm like 90% sure he's dead. He's just like incoherent. He's just boom hour on meth. <laughs> Papa sounds the same after you can speak to animals as he did before. <laughs> Guys, don't I have my little battle he's station here with my of DM screen and stuff? I, I'm like a dorky Howard Stern. I've yeah, got this you stuff are. Like behind the glass back here. This, Dang, this screen is dope. I feel right? like uh, you, that dorky guy... Howard Stern. Yeah, Murph, do a roll. I'm gonna to chisel see... that on your gravestone. Murph, do a roll to see how powerful. It. I just haven't chiseled anything on it. Murph, yet. do a roll to see how powerful your Baba Booey is. <laughs> All right, yeah. first roll. <laughs> 15. Wow. That's a pretty good Baba time. Bowie, Baba Bowie. <laughs> Say it 15 times. So a uh, hard one. Why don't you tell me about yourself? You fuck any uh, any chicks at a brothel? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> tell me, what was that like? Do you... Uh... <laughs> This is it is. There's something about the like the Howard Stern. I'm thing. really like, in I, kind yeah, of command. I do wanna, my, I, you guys are back in couches, and I'm I'm at a desk, yeah. and it's a real position of power. Yeah, For sure. You're all, you're higher up. You yeah. have this like. There's literally a fire breathing dragon staring at me right below you. Would you guys think it would be distracting for the podcast if I just had like a lip full of chew? 
like during it? So. Do you think that the mic would pick it up? I just feel like Moonshine would. I mean, yeah. if you're going to share it, <laughs> yeah, then people yeah, do like fine. hate uh, chewing on podcasts. I've used it the <laughs> Okay, Jake, do you want to uh, tell me a little bit about Hard One? So he was raised in a dwarfenage, he right? Was ra- yes, he was He was left on the foot of the Iron Deep Mountains. Uh, and as Emily, <laughs> I have to give you credit for the dwarfenage because it's my favorite. So he was raised in the dwarfenage. He was almost raised by the entire community of uh, dwarves under the mountain. Raised by the mountain, you could say. Wow. And he made a real Ooh. name for himself because he's a big, strong human towering over the dwarves. And he was... Uh, amazing at at mining the mountain. I'm uh, just picturing him at a bar talking to a woman, being like, "I guess you could say my father was a mountain." <laughs> yeah, but that, and was that's exactly the kind of thing that he would do. Because to, to hard one, he's he's like the best athlete, the best high school athlete at a really shitty school, like Big Fish Small Pond. <laughs> oh he my thinks god! He is, right, because he's he's around all these real heavy dwarves that can't climb or anything. Yeah, so he thinks uh-huh. he's the best like rock climber in the, and, and like, everything in the mountain. He's he leaves and he's like, "I am the most famous." person in Iron Deep and everyone's like well we've never heard of anyone that came out of that. Yeah. So, so like, like did to, they just... to, to everyone else he's just a big dumb dude that is walking around being You're like, like a really I'm a, you're I'm like a legend. A like, really tall American. American in another country. Yeah. And people <laughs> tourists are asking to take pictures with you and stuff. <laughs> I feel like you Yeah you're like a traveling blonde. I feel like blondes <laughs> when they travel to other countries people are like wow you're magical. That's what I'm hoping for. I feel like you started track and field at your school just so you could be better at it than everyone else. That's what... <laughs> okay guys Watch so... me throw a javelin. What's a javelin? It doesn't matter. <laughs> Just like you it's a racing. fucking stick just I can watch throw. It, man. Just a hard one racing a bunch of dwarves and then being such a poor sport yeah. winner and just being like, running up the clock. You can't keep up. That is it for episode zero, guys. Hope you enjoyed hearing us talk about our party. Please subscribe to the podcast and listen to our first episode when it drops this Thursday. That's when we'll actually be playing the game. So thanks for listening. May Bahamut keep you and may the Baba Yaga not take you this night. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>